0: I'm not a good I'm not a I'm not a good Energy number is a little bit of a city, a hundred and 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 a hundred
1: Friends and Welcome to the Secret Podcast with Service of Change, where we challenge reality, question at which we've been taught, and hope to inspire a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II, with Service of Change at serviceofchange.com, where you can read my book, I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are, for free, just by subscribing to the Secret Newsletter, where you will also get weekly exclusive co- content directly from me talking about many of the things that we cover on this show. Metaphysics, paranormal activity, and everything under the sun, conspiracy theories, you name it. I try to cover it each week on the Seeker podcast. Interesting show tonight, some things that I want to talk about. uh, An article out of unknowncountry.com about half of all medical literature may be false, according to a medical journal editor. I'm going to review that article in a minute. I also want to talk about something that I threw up on uh, the Facebook feed, the I Am Human Facebook feed uh, over the past week, you know, with the Christmas holiday and stuff, the occult origins of the Christmas holiday, something I've been following for uh, quite some time now. It was actually one of the starts of my uh, truth-seeking, I I don't know, truth-seeking journey. I came across some of this information, so it was just uh, repeated in this article that I thought was very interesting. I want to talk about, you know, the upcoming New Year, 2016, what's it going to bring. So uh, sit back and, uh, and relax. Take out your, your pen and paper if you want to take some notes and find some of these articles that I'm talking about. And I always encourage you to do your own research as well. Uh, no matter what I say, no matter how true it may sound, no matter how false it may sound, do your own research, do your own homework, use your own mind. And you be the judge of this information. That's what a good truth seeker does. So, uh, like I said, I want to talk about this article that was found on uh, I found it on unknowncountry.com, which I think is a great website to go to get a lot of your alternative news and uh, free thinking and stuff. And it's called Half of All Medical Literature May Be False, According to a Medical Journal Editor. This is dated Monday, December twenty-eighth, two 2015. And this is very... Concerning, It's something that I've experienced that I've suspected for a long time. Uh, you know, and I don't think it should come as a big surprise to, to those of you, um, you know, that have, have been down this road before. But so many of us just take the word of the medical authority as gospel. And this whole, I guess this real push for me, Uh, With these type of shows and with my newest writing project, I Am Human, was inspired, and I've said it before, by my father's death. He died of cancer back in 2013. And, you know, I I witnessed firsthand these doctors doing horrible things as far as their treatment of him, giving us bad information about how to take care of my father, telling him that... Um, you know, since he's on the, the chemo, th- receiving chemotherapy, he needs to gain weight. And the best way to gain weight was to put frosting on everything that he ate instead of telling him, go eat an avocado and eat an alkaline diet. You know, frosting is filled with sugar. Sugar feeds cancer. It's, it's no secret that science has proven that. So they were telling him to go eat sugar, which feeds the cancer. I mean, it's a, it's a whole mess. But needless to say, uh, a lot of my faith, my blind faith in medicine was completely destroyed. I'm not saying all medicine is bad, but it has been significantly corrupted. And, uh, you know, I I highly recommend the documentary, Cancer, The Forbidden Cure. I've done another show talking about that, but that really exposes uh, a a lot of this stuff. And, uh, you know, I think our first step, we can't take care of ourselves. We can't do anything. So we need to be more responsible for our health care. I'll talk about that a little bit more uh, once I get through this article. But Again, half of all medical literature may be false, according to a medical journal editor. In a continuing trend with the scientific community, Dr. Richard Horton, the current editor-in-chief of respected medical journal The Lancet, has announced that a large portion of the medical literature being published today is false, with perhaps up to half of the material being presented being based on bad science. In an article titled Offline, What is Medicine, Medicine's Five Sigma?, Horton addresses concerns that were made as part of the presentations made at a symposium on on the reproducibility and reliability of biomedical research held at the Wellcome Trust in London. London. These concerns regarded the issue of scientific malfeasance in published papers due to a variety of factors ranging from small sample sizes, poor methodology, to corporate bias. The case is straightforward, in quotes. Much of the scientific literature, perhaps half, may be simply untrue afflicted by studies with small sample sizes, tiny effects invalid exploratory analysis, and flagrant conflicts of interest together with an obsession for pursuing fashionable trends of dubious importance, science has taken a turn toward darkness explains dr. Horton uh, I'm not going to read the whole article here but what doctor what the article goes on to state is that he created a study based on that weak criteria and submitted the study The study was basically uh, it was titled chocolate cocoa with high cocoa content as a weight loss accelerator. Uh, So he created a study and, and biased the results, basically saying if you eat very sweet or high cocoa content, chocolate cocoa, it'll help you lose weight. The study was completely bogus. He submitted it to a variety of medical journals, all of which accepted this study as true because it was a Headline that would get sales get people 's attentions, so um you know it wasn 't until after everybody accepted this study as fact that he then revealed nope this study was bogus, it was used with shoddy uh methods and kind of exposed this according to, according to this article anyway so and but that 's what we 're up against when you have a corporate backed uh interest in a lot of this medical research that we 're taking as fact uh it is in fact nope it 's just to sell. Um, you know medicine and and drugs and make money make a profit off of your sickness, okay so you know and, and I've, i i I want to stress that you know there is money in you being sick, there is no money in you being well there's no money in you finding an alternative cure by growing an herb in your garden and taking that to control your blood pressure um, you know there's money in the pill that you have to get the you know the thirty pack of pills that you have to get every month that costs anywhere from ten dollars to a couple thousand dollars. That these pharmaceutical companies are making money. So, uh, you know, I always encourage people get smart on your own health. Pick one ailment, you know, one ailment at a time, and research it. What causes that ailment? Not what are the symptoms of that ailment. What causes that ailment? And then look up alternative cures, holistic cures, all natural cures, remedies, and, and you'll find a variety of foods that you can eat uh, that will help alleviate the symptoms. That will help. I'm sorry. That will help alleviate the cause. And by, you know, default, the symptoms will reduce or go away as well. You know, I always encourage you, consult with your medical doctor. Find out what they say. You always want to talk with your doctor because they do know more than us uh, in certain areas. But combine the doctor's knowledge with your own research and your own holistic treatments uh, if you're not going to go see your own holistic practitioner. You know, I've been learning as I go. Uh, but this is a very concerning article, and it's something that I think that we should all take, uh, take heed in and, and pay attention to. So I'm going to move forward, and uh, I want to talk about this article that I posted on my Facebook feed called The Occult Origins of Christmas. This was at uh, yournewswire.com, written by Sean ADL uh, Tabatabadi. I'm sorry if I mispronounced his name. I shared it the day after Christmas. I didn't want to share an article like this on Christmas Day because it is offensive to uh, to practicing Christians. It can be. And that's not my intent. My intent is not to offend people. We see a lot of this stuff come out right around the holidays. And, and I think that the language is controversial at best. Designed to say, Ha ha, you know, you guys are idiots because you don't know the real truth. And that's not my goal. Uh, Christmas, I think, is a beautiful holiday as it stands right now. You know, I could do without some of the uh, the greed and, and commercialism, but there's a lot of beautiful things that happen around the Christmas holiday, and, and a lot of that comes from the, the Christian faith. But there is more to it. And the origins of, you know, Christmas at, from a Christian's perspective, uh, you know, I, I don't know that that's the exact story. That's the way that it that it happened. However, the caveat I will give is that, As it stands today, there is something beautiful that has come out of that story, whether that's the true origins or not. Moving forward, though, in looking at this article, it talks about the origins of of Christmas, and it's something that that I have studied, I have been studying. I know the movie Zeitgeist talks about the uh, astrotheological connections between the story of the birth of Christ, which is uh, actually, Jordan Maxwell is the one that, that came up with this, um... Where it talks about how, on uh, you know December twenty first, you know after the summer solstice, the sun is traversing across the sky, and every day it rises one degree um, south. It moves one degree to the south every day up until the winter solstice on December twenty first. On December twenty first, twenty first or twenty second, uh, what Jordan Maxwell states is that, and this article mirrors that, is that the sun stops moving south. Uh, behind it, or is is a you know, star arrangement called the Winter Cross. And the sun, essentially, since it stops moving for three days, the sun is essentially dead on the cross for three days. And then on December 25th, the sun, when it rises in the morning, moves one degree to the north again and begins its track, you know, upward towards its glory. So the sun is born again on December 25th. And there's some other neat constellation arrangements that that talk about this. Then it goes on to further explain how, you know, the story of Christ is mirrored through countless other um Uh, Other religious stories throughout history, thousands of years old, include Mithra and I think Horus and and some other uh, religions out there, um, basically saying that there are other saviors who were born of a virgin on the 25th of December, uh, you know, followed by three kings who followed a star to the east and, you know, he died on the cross and three days later rose again. So that's not, you know, the story of Christ is not the first time that story has been told. Uh, again, this is according to Astro Theology and some of the stuff that is talked about in this uh, article. I, I recommend you read it. It'll be linked in the show notes. But it really got me thinking. And whether you agree or disagree, there's a lot of good stuff in there. And I, I highly recommend uh, that you check out Astro Theology. Read those theories. Listen to the talks by Jordan Maxwell's. Check out my YouTube page. There's a lot of stuff with Jordan Maxwell in there under, I think, the conspiracy stuff. Um, my conspiracy playlists has some Jordan Maxwell uh, discussions on there, which are well, well worth your time. Um, the other thing that the other source that this references is uh, the magic, the Christmas magic mushroom connection, <clears throat> and uh, this talks about a book, the Sacred Mushroom and the Cross, which is a book that I'm currently reading. And since coming across this information has blown my mind, I'm going to read an excerpt from the article. Uh, here it's called it says John Allegro was a free thinking Dead Sea Scrolls scholar and archaeologist in 1970 he wrote a fascinating and highly controversial book entitled The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross whose subtitle was a study of the nature and origins of Christianity within the fertility cult of the ancient Near East in it he put forth the unique idea that Christianity was an expression of an ancient cult which worships sex and mushrooms to straight laced scholars and prim and proper Christian uh, apologists the idea was simply too much for them to contemplate but Allegro provided an impressive amount of evidence to back his Claims. He showed how the mushroom, specifically the red and white magic mushroom, Amanita muscaria, came up again and again in Christian art. He explains how the Eucharist, where Christians believe the, the bread wafer is transformed into the body of Christ, is a reenactment of the sacred ceremony of ingesting the flesh of the Amanita magic mushroom. Allegra argued that the entire story of Jesus in the Gospels was a code for the ancient journey of consciousness, self-exploration, the hallucinogenic trip. You can imagine how the majority of people reacted to the sex and mushroom cult theory in 1970 in England. So, uh, and then it goes on to say, his ideas have merit. James, author, and others, uh, after Allegra further developed the idea that the Christmas magic mushroom connection, avenues are also linked to fertility and sex. They have a sexual appearance representing both the female and male at different stages of their growth cycle. There is phallus, breasts, and yoni. I'm not going to read the rest of the article, uh, but I do want to talk about it. You know, there's a... Um, there's a, a YouTube video. It's called uh, "Mushrooms and the Origins of Christmas." Let's see, where is it at? Yeah, "Mushrooms and the Origins of Christmas." It's linked in this article that I that I'll have in my show notes at ServiceOfChange.com. Um, a, a, again, it's a, f- a fascinating thought process, and it you know it corresponds with. Um, I, I think it's the work of Terence McKenna who thinks that the human conscious evolution he said for millions of years you had this this man ape uh and i may be butchering it so my apologies but he he says that you know in in foraging for food this uh you know prim- primeval man or, or primitive man i'm sorry may have ingested one of these hallucinogenic mushrooms and you know it's been through the research of Terence McKenna and many others uh and the works of Graham Hancock these hallucinogenic mushrooms have a profound psychological effect on the on the user, on the person that has ingested it, and it it can cause one to question things like, "What am I? Who am I? What is this reality?" and and he said he states that it's highly possible that the reason why man evolved into into a different fashion was because it ingested initially it ingested. These mushrooms and realize the profound spiritual connection and teachings that come from these plants, from these mushrooms. Uh, you know, so um, this book, "The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross," I'm not done reading yet, but I think it's going to mirror a lot of the work of Graham Hancock in his book "Supernatural," talking about a lot of the psychoactive uh, spiritual experiences that come from ingesting these uh, hallucinogenic plants. It mirrors a lot of the work of Carlos Castaneda, who's encountered. Consciousness and and, and, uh, intelligences once he ingested ayahuasca, as well, and of course, the work of Terrence McKenna. I'm going faster, throwing a lot of sources out there at you, but I encourage you to do your research uh, because I I think, and I I have never taken a psychoactive plant, but uh, it's definitely something that has piqued my curiosity, but there seems to be a real connection. Uh, in some cases, people are reporting almost a, a teaching technology, you know, and I, I read a theory once that maybe, uh, you know, that, that and I got to find this theory again, that, that the world was seeded by, by spores. Well, what if these are remnants of that? Uh, or an evolution of that initial seeding process? What if that is a connection to our higher source? Because people tend to have these, what they call, godly experiences. Some people have had experiences they state are similar to uh, the alien abduction encounter. So there is something there. So could that have its ties to uh, religion and Christianity at the beginning? Quite possibly. Could that be why these drugs, these mushrooms, have been made illegal because they are a teaching tool reminding us of who we really are and what our true connection is? That is also a high possibility. I think it's interesting to note, uh, according to this documentary tied into the sacred mushroom and the cross, that the ancient shamans of these mushroom cults used to dress like the Amanita muscaria mushroom. Now this is a red mushroom with a white speckles on the top, so they would wear traditionally red clothing with a red cap with white going around the brim and a little white ball on the top. So who's that sound like? Santa Claus. He would take his dried mushrooms in a sack according to this video and in I think it was up in Siberia where this was happening and the the snow would be so high. The only way for him to enter the individual homes of the of the people he was bringing these uh, mushrooms to would be through the smokestack in the ceiling. So he would come down the chimney, dressed in red, with a uh, you know red and white, with a sack over his shoulder, delivering the gifts or the fruits or the host. Um, So there's a lot of neat stuff in this video. Check it out. Please don't be offended. I'm not trying to offend you, but I think we need to have these discussions. And I I, I think this can enhance our spirituality, even if, you know, it it contradicts in some ways. uh, It can also enhance what we know and give us a greater connection to the world around us. And with that greater connection, I think we can better evolve and find a better way to exist and coexist with one another and with the species that share this planet with us and that is my goal is not to offend it's not to create conflict if you have a conflicting viewpoint i'd love to hear from you uh because it's only going to enhance my knowledge and my personal journey so please reach out to me uh dennis nappy the second at gmail.com n-a-p-p-i-i-i i would love to hear your thoughts uh, i wanted to get into Talking about the new year for 2016, I'm just out of time today. There was, you know, too much for me to cover. But I would like to say, you know, in your in your quest for truth in 2016, try to take an honest look at yourself, an honest reflection, and pick one thing that you're curious about and research it. Do as much research as you can. Read both sides of that and draw your own conclusions. Have a free mind. Uh, you know, and, and respectfully share that information with people willing to listen, but don't force it upon them. You know, there are people out there that will want to hear what we have to say. So, uh, again, a lot of good stuff. I could go on forever. I will be doing another show uh, once I finish the book, The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross. I want to talk about it, um, you know, as, as time permits but again I encourage you reach out to me if you have an idea for the show send me an email I'm in the process of putting a uh, some stuff together to get listener feedback I want to hear from you check your newsletters please subscribe service of slash I am human you'll be able to read I am human and we not who we think we are completely free of charge I just I want you to read it you know and, and I'm working on food for the archons and I want you to get as excited about that book as I am there's a lot of good stuff in it so please check that book out as well um, but again, you know, subscribe to the newsletter. I want your feedback. I want to hear what you think of the show, ideas for the show. I'm, I'm getting ready to bring guests back on the show. So if you'd like to be a guest, please reach out to me. I'd love to, love to have you on. So again, that's all the time I have for the show. This has been The Secret Podcast with Service of Change at serviceofchange.com, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you and have a happy, safe, and healthy new year.
0: Welcome to Truth Seekers.